Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to the Discus Lariat Collective Podcast with your hosts, Warren, Daryl, and Glenn. It's a great podcast. Check it out. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Crack everybody, I listen to the Discus Larry Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Warren, and I'm here with Daryl Angeland today, full house boys. Yup. <laughs> so um today we're just gonna do like just chat about uh character wrestlers. So in terms of like not just not just an everyday character kind of thing, like a personality trait, as I was saying before we came on here, like the likes of say Kenny Omega is the belt collector. That's more of a personality trait. He wants to be the best in the world, he wants to win all the titles. That's that. He's not necessarily a character if you like a bigger larger than life character kind of thing so if you look at say undertaker mankind kane there's a few more they're all kind of larger than life characters they all have like a story behind them and then how they were kind of portrayed to the fans as well and we're just gonna gonna chat about would that work nowadays i know we have like the feel and stuff so we can kind of chat about that but uh before we get into it if you're watching this on youtube drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already really appreciate it and wherever you are getting your podcast give us a follow on there as well so uh, the first thing then I just want to kind of ask you is anyway, so The Fiend obviously being more of a like supernatural character, all around spooky guy, um, he was like deadly as Bray Wyatt, the whole Wyatt family was deadly. Uh, and then after that, you had a bit with say like my heart, he did that and do that. He was always, always very character kind of driven Bray Wyatt and The Fiend is like another layer to that. The Fiend obviously more, I suppose, as we said, yeah, supernatural, steeped in the supernatural. Uh, fans are behind them. Everyone seems to love it. Like overall, the, like the majority would love it, and how it's being portrayed. But the booking is what's killing. And I'm just wondering, like, do you? I pass to you first. Then, do you reckon the fiend is sustainable? Like, say for a, a, a five year run, say, do you think he'd be sustainable? Well, you hit the nail on the head in one in one quick blow. It's the booking. Um. You know, I could name any any one. I could just pick one one character that has gotten over, could get over, would get over, and it's pure bad booking decisions, pure invincible booking followed by needless losses, stuff like this. Um, demon, demon bother. Um, you know, you you said it with regards to fiend, but I mean, we've seen it be a success. Yeah. The character wrestling isn't dead, but I think WWE specifically does try to clip its heels quite a bit. Yeah. Um, like one minute it's all kayfabe, and then the next minute it's nah, man, kayfabe's dead here. Here's this real guy giving a real interview about you know a real topic. Like here's my favorite football team. It's like yeah. If you think about Taker, Taker basically other than you know the odd five or ten percent of the time when it was Mark Calloway, mm. Taker was Taker for. 40 years <laughs> yeah he lived the gimmick pretty much you wouldn't really see an interview or anything I suppose yeah and if he did still Undertaker gear like yeah that yeah. makes sense actually yeah yeah I never really thought of it that way like yeah with the likes of say Bray Wyatt 
Now, he's not one for really posting on social media, but again, he could turn around tomorrow and post something on social media. You know what I mean? It kind of almost takes you out of character and it's, it's literally a devoid then. And it's up to you whether you want to, ah, yeah, he's still the fiend, but that's just, yeah, but just pretend that didn't happen or else if you want to be like, yeah, but sure, he's only playing a character on the telly anyway. Either way, you have to kind of separate, I suppose. But um, yeah, it's just it's just a bit mad, really. And yeah, it's just, it, I do feel bad with booking. Like with, with the fiend and they could say demon Balor and stuff like that. It's just, it's a shame, really, because not like they don't necessarily have to. Oh yeah, be protected in terms of oh they, they always have to win. They they shouldn't really have matches. That's the way I look at it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I just yeah. don't think characters should have matches like that, and um, where it's a definitive win or loss. But um, what this will come full circle about this in a sec. I'll pass it over to you, Daryl. Do you reckon then the same question? Kind of thing. Do you reckon the fiend that the way he is now would he be sustainable for five years in your eyes? I, I genuinely think he'll be gone by next WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, I, I reckon, I, I honestly do. I think it'll be, the character will be either dropped if it keeps going the way it is, yeah. and it'll just be um, back to Bray Wyatt. And maybe like uh, Alexa Bliss will just keep on going the way she is. You, I, I can't, I don't know why you're going to have two of the exact same characters on the show. It's just, it's too much. Yeah. I don't know. They just—they've gone around the, the wrong way with it. Um, they should have just left Bray with it and just let him do what he did. It's like he's created it. He's came up with it, and now it's just like, all right, we're going to take control of it now, and yeah. we're going to run with it. And then they've run the wrong way with it. So, um, personally, if they keep on going the way they are, I—I'd be very surprised if it reaches WrestleMania next year. Yeah, and. Another question, then I suppose to piggyback off that, would you would you like to see it go on? Like if they if they turn around a bit and they start kind of booking it a bit better, would you like to see the fiend character like live on through Bray Wyatt and let him do what he can do with it? I think like the way we spoke before is like if if they had of kept the fiend as this like actual being and then it was just able to like go into different people, yeah, and like that person could host the fiend as that. I think that's the only thing that's suitable for the company like you're always as I say you can have stellar matches then whoever you think is like one of your top dogs like can have a stellar match over the next 20 years it can go on yeah. but I don't know it's, it's just it seems to be just failing miserably now there was a, a great allure to it it was like we were getting less is more with it but now it's just like gotten to the stage where it's just after getting ridiculous now at this stage and the stuff that they have been doing like all the gunk coming out of Randy and Alexa there was no payoff to it. Yeah. There was no meaning to it. It was just like, what they were doing was just pointless. So, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a shame really because it feels like they've, it felt that force that they went down like a dead end a bit with it. But then it feels like when you step back and you're looking at it, like, no, it's almost like a big fork in the road they're at. And it feels like yeah. they tried to put eggs in each different basket. So they went almost possession route. They went uh, invincible man kind of route. And then they went, yeah. oh, Alexa Bliss can control it kind of route. It's so weird. Um, and then I suppose yeah pass it over to you Glenn what's your thoughts on it then so like while I 100% agree with uh, Daryl's sentiment like absolutely right bro Um, one thing that I, I endeavour to point out is that history has a has a tendency to make you forget about the bad mm. and the problem is the consistency behind the bad that we're getting now you said like no payoff to the Randy Orton black gunk stuff you know, there hasn't really been a definitive conclusion to a lot of what we've been getting. So maybe that's what we need to do is we need to put a full stop after a lot of that. Like Warren said, with the fork in the road type of idea. Um, 
one thing that I, I endeavour to point out is that every every major character has had in some way, shape or form an involvement or counterpart with another, even if they weren't directly related. Um, and one thing people tend to fondly remember outside of the storylines of Stone Cold and The Rock in the Attitude Era were Undertaker, Kane and Mankind and how they had their own little you know triangle of animosity tag team and sometimes and not. But people tend to forget that Kane was literally directly involved with Triple H and the Katie Vick storyline, which is unanimously decided as one of the worst <laughs> things ever in wrestling, ever. But when it comes to the conversation of was Kane a good character wrestler, people are going to put him in the top three, yeah. right up there with Taker and Mankind. So... Well, like, like I said, while I completely agree with you, I do think what we need here is not is not for something to be shelved or something to be killed. I think we need rejuvenation. Like Bray Wyatt's whole character arc this time around is literally a rejuvenation of the Wyatt who lost Orton after the you know Shaq in Louisiana swamp got borne down and all his wife family got disbanded. And um, I think we we develop what we have. We take. The Bray Wyatt who lost is 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 Wyatt family, both figuratively and literally. In in um, and obviously, you know, we had one of his real life close friends who was part of the Wyatt family literally die. Um, and I think we take the fact that Alexa Bliss has taken a piece of the fiend with her, and we and we use that. We use that to create this. If we're not going to run down the ideas that we had, which was to to develop the fiend into more of an entity entity than a character specific to Bray Wyatt, we have Bray Wyatt fight with the fiend. We have the fiend come out some days and just lose the way he has, where it's really like, oh, you almost want to see Bray more than the fiend then. And then you have the Bray try to fight it back, where sometimes he's coming out losing his mind, and then other times he's coming out with a big smile and a sweater vest. Yeah. You know? And you have a play with the fact that the 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 character and the the, the variations of Wyatt, the, the many minds of Bray Wyatt, the many minds of the fiend have collapsed in on themselves and you turn him into an unhinged, you know like cannonball like just let him get loose then you don't need him in toilet pictures like mankind's best work wasn't in the toilet picture it wasn't yeah. like he got that big pop against the rock but his best work was in the tag team with the rock and it was uh, against triple h and Orton. yeah uh you know hardcore wrestling and um, same thing with kane like people people don't remember him for his for his uh, heavyweight title runs so we use that same like um blueprint and we use it on Wyatt and we use it to literally have it where Bray Wyatt is the one who wants to chase championship belts and gold and become a good wrestler the Fiend just wants to kill people Fiend just wants to be angry at Braun Strowman for not coming back to him the Fiend just wants to be constantly kicking the shit out of Randy Orton just regardless and the Fiend doesn't wrestle he's not in matches he's not in it to win it he'll have a a, a, a loss record much like your man uh, who, who was a he was teamed with Ryder for a uh, while there Kurt Hawkins Court Hawkins, like just yeah. fuck the win loss record and make it intentional. Make it that like the fiend, the lights can go out during your match. Fiend doesn't even need to be somewhere. That's that's where you're like, ah, bollocks, you know? Yeah. Um, a sense of dread or something. yeah, exactly. It'll have wrestlers yeah. worried, it'll have like it'll add the intrigue, and and I think that's how you that's how you portray it is you use existing blueprints that have worked. Um I don't want to see him, I don't want to see this character die. Yeah, I like I like the idea, and especially the way you're saying about like the, the different facets of say Bray Wyatt's mind and it's like split personalities that's where the three faces of Foley came from if you think about it like you have obviously Mick Foley that's the guy um, but if you if you actually step back and look at Mankind technically the three faces of Foley could actually be say Mick Foley himself a dude with love and Cactus Jack and they all came from Mankind's mind essentially yeah. um, because the way Mankind was given to the fans I suppose um, 
like they always go on about the, the the meeting that he had where they're like, oh, cover up his face. Vince wants his face covered up because he's not a good looking guy. And he's like, I'm putting him brown. And then Mick Foley was like, Jesus, this guy doesn't want me to do anything here. Like, um, so they did that. And then it, it, I suppose it is half down to the worker as well. Like uh, Mick turned around. And he was like, you know, we can make the best out of this then. So he was doing the whole, as we said, squealing, tearing his hair out, uh, like a masochist addicted to pain. Um, living in boiler room stuff like that and then he had like great feuds with Taker and all sorts like, you know I mean and he just it, it, it just felt like you are watching something that's or, or not necessarily that you've never seen before but it's almost like whoa I, I don't even think of this fella as a wrestler anymore I look at him as like I'm watching a film or something like that you know yeah. what I mean um, like, like his best matches he lost so yeah exactly and as you said win-loss records shouldn't really matter they don't matter anyway in wrestling to me personally um, it's a predetermined sport or whatever and mode of entertainment so if you know who's going to win it doesn't doesn't mean anything really do you know what I mean so it's not like mm-hmm. football where you have to go out and actually win so I think with the likes of like them kind of big characters and stuff I feel like just I'll, I'll bring in I'll bring this one in now and we'll just chat about this one for a sec um, Seth Rollins doing the savior of Smackdown and stuff like that and then what's his name Alistair Black's coming back at the default and almost doing the same thing me and Darrow were chatting about it the other day it's obviously it's almost identical what they're doing. Um, being the savior, this that and the other, we can change SmackDown for the better. It's identical. The only real way I see this working would be obviously to have them two boys fight and say set Rollins moves over to Raw or something, and then let Alistair Black continue doing that that character as like almost like a, a mix between a prophet and a cult leader kind of thing. Um, I feel though the likes of Alistair Black people like that who don't really have they don't have the stereotypical kind of thing, I'm the best in the world I'm a good guy, I'm a bad guy them kind of basic personality traits they're almost shrouded in mystery to begin with I feel characters like that can make a character go even bigger, do you know what I mean and that's, yeah. it doesn't necessarily obviously have to be behind a mask or anything like that but it's one of them things that I feel like that's a character that can get over personally, I feel uh, a character like the way Alistair Black is going to be portrayed now Um what about you, Daryl? I'll pass it on to you. So, in terms of say characters and like wrestlers in general, do you reckon a more like realistic approach, like the way we had say Mankind, the man was supposed to be clinically insane and stuff? Do you reckon that would be more sustainable or would get over more than the likes of say a mask wearing, a supernatural kind of out there character? The way to find this, yeah, because you're you're literally kind of dealing with real life situations. Like you could see that happen some. Like the mankind, just being pushed to the edge where he's literally he has say no family or you know he's been bullied all his life and this that and the other and then just absolutely loses his fucking rag and then that's it he flips out he doesn't care about winning belts he doesn't care about that and he just if he gets put in a match all he wants to do is go out and hurt that person and that's it yeah and then that's where you get the best out of a character the loose of supernatural thing it can still it can still work but it needs to be less is more like the likes of Taker when it was back in the day when he first came onto the scene we were getting him like proper every week and stuff like that and because there was no internet there was no this there was no whatever you know it didn't matter what you got Yeah, you know you could see it all the time and be amazed by it but nowadays I think if you're going to go down the supernatural route you need to have less is more but the less that you're getting needs to be like him going over there's no point to having the fiend like you're, you're seeing less of him but then when you are seeing him, he's losing or there's nothing coming out of it. Like So yeah. 
that's where yeah the supernatural stuff it's not working they're not doing it right but yeah I think realistically what WWE need to do is stick to more of a realistic approach to life so mankind if someone was to bring back a mankind or a biscuit now with that even kind of that type of mask I think that would go over yeah I, I do and just have a good yeah. manager with him as well. yeah that's it I think yeah a mouthpiece would work and then, as you said, it's it's a real-life situation. People have been pushed to this point. And obviously, in real life, say, you might see on the news, oh, so the mass murder, this, that, and the other. And then it's like, oh, yeah, why? And then you look further into it. It's like, oh, say they were bullied, or this, that, and the other, or anything. They were abused as a child, stuff like that. And it goes further. And that's the way Mankind came off real. Do you know what I mean? Which is funny because it's like, you're looking at it, and you're like, oh, I feel like I'm watching a film. But then you're like, oh, God. I, I know a few people that could kind of be like that almost, you know what I mean? Or, or I felt a bit like that sometimes, you know what I mean? We are like, oh, I'm so angry. I'm like, I don't know how to let it out, stuff like that. Um, it, it becomes very grounded. That's the word, yeah. It's very grounded. And do you reckon, Glenn, as well, same question, do you reckon that kind of character, like if Alistair Black came back and, as I said, he's more of like a cult leader, he wants to call the herd, as he says. Um, do you reckon that kind of character and like a mankind kind of character steeped in reality, do you reckon that would get over then? I think it needs to be adjusted to the times. People are a lot more tuned in and clued in that, you know, a crazy man isn't just a man wearing a mask with a white shirt who wears yeah, brown. Yeah. And, you know, like it, it, you can't necessarily stereotype it as well as you could. But one thing you touched on was to use it as an example. And that's usually how we convey my points best. Have Seth Rollins and Alistair Black have their feud over who's going to be the, the, you know, the Messiah, the fucking the Saturday night. And have Alistair Black initially lose, which looks quite poor. Then you get your superstar shake-up, which leaves that void. Alistair Black, still shaken from the loss of the fact that he's not the true saber, becomes this very, very, you know, calm, subdued, unhinged version of it. So he's 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 still that same person who does his Indian pose, but his strikes are violently, like knockout vicious. He goes for his pins and he's not crazy and wild and he's calm he's calculated it's very like oh god you like you almost get unsettling feeling from you know seeing the cogs torn in his mind when you when you get those zoom ins and stuff and think american psycho you know like where he's he's able to just have that upholding you know normal conversation with someone and that's his version of the savior gimmick yeah. Um, and then you can let him really develop the character because then you know every time you're going to see him you're not going to get powerhouse explosive choke slams you're not going to get crazy hair tearing you know self-inflict you're not going to get those versions of of, of, a, of a character you're going to get this oh he's a fucking maniac like he's a psycho like nearly carrying a knife in his jocks type yeah. of uh, character development and yeah. I think like I said it's 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 all the cues that you're going to you're going to make uh, or break a character um, difference between a fucking repo man or a mankind, you know. Um, yeah. So I, I absolutely think it could work, but you need to be able to adjust to to today, to twenty twenty one. And I think that that's a variation of how I would how I would kind of do Alistair Black coming back. Absolutely, yeah. And I think as well as uh, someone who actually doesn't get, I don't think enough credit as now. Obviously, as I said, there's, there's a small difference between personality traits and a character. So if you're going yeah. around like I'm the best. That, that's a personality trait that's not a character it's like CM Punk being the best in the world that's not a character that was him yeah. basically trying to prove a point this is who I am it's not necessarily large in life kind of thing Randy Orton though from around 09 I feel was at that point where it's it's blurred lines between like 
personality trait and character. Like when he yeah. attacked Stephanie, took the McMahon's out. And then even the way he still goes on, sometimes he had them moves where he used to body slam someone. And as Glenn was saying, like that kind of calculated, he wasn't like, oh, rushing for a pin. He'd be like, right, I'm going to take out his arm. I'm going to stomp her. Then I'm going to stomp this ankle. Then I'm going to stomp this ankle. Stuff like that. It was touching on a character. And I think uh, Randy Orton, had, he's very good at kind of playing against the character with the Fiend and playing as that kind of psychopath, kind of, as he said, American psycho kind of thing. But I feel that's one thing that does be missing with a lot of the characters, how they build them nowadays. Like uh, The Fiend, for example, that, that was built really well. And then, like as Dara was saying, at the start, it was very less is more. And it was good to watch. You're intrigued. You're like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to see what he does next. And then next thing you know, he's popping up behind John Cena. So, you know, stuff like that was really good. Yeah. But, uh, and he gave you that sense of dread, but you don't get that really anymore. And I think if they went back to that with The Fiend, do you know what I mean? Like see, seeing Alexa Bliss swinging on a swing with a little puppet, that does nothing for me. That doesn't scare me. It doesn't make, make me feel uneasy. Whereas if you watch, say, Zodiac, that film about the Zodiac killer, or if you watch anything like that, yeah, like a thriller film, you're on edge. Seven is another one um, about the killer, yeah. just the seven deadly sins. You're on edge to like, oh, he's, they're so smart. They're smarter than the average person. And that's, I think. What was that, uh, that film with Robert De Niro in it uh, years ago? Where you played that uh, serial, or he's like a killer. He was trying to kill his attorney. Oh shit! Uh, I can't remember. Then, WWE ended up having a a character who played like him. I can't remember his name. Oh, is it Cape Fear? Cape Fear. But then, yeah, WWE had a a character who actually pretty much it was identical to Robert De Niro's character. It was it was Yaman. Um... Out of, out of skyscrapers with Sid Vicious uh, Dance Boivy um, Dance Boivy yeah, yeah he played uh, Waylon, Waylon Mercy was the name he wore Waylon Mercy there you go uh, the short and that's kind of what Bray Wyatt did at the start then he had the short yeah. that he talked like him and all like um, but that kind of thing it's them that, that demeanour or that's like what they can make you feel almost without even doing anything that's the the biggest loss for character wrestling nowadays I think it's like Undertaker had it Kane had it Mankind had it yeah. Cactus Jack had it do you know what I mean? Because you're like, what is he going to do? What is this man going to do next? Uh, even do with love. He was all happy-go-lucky and all. And then he'd get in the, in the ring and he'd bash it in the corner and be doing the Mick Foley, the rah, 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 like rubbing the, rubbing the fist across the head and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like the best characters have it. They have that kind of allure to them. And I think Alistair Black, um, as we were saying, he, he has all the tools to do that because he hasn't been portrayed as anything else other than that yet. Do you know what I mean? Um, like in the next and all, he was just like, oh, the brooding man from Amsterdam, this kind of stupid nickname they gave him. But again, you wouldn't see him really cutting off a lot of promos. You wouldn't see him, like, he didn't give everything he had to give you. So that's perfect. Yeah. It's the perfect person to do it. It doesn't really work with Seth Rollins, I don't think. It, it comes across just an arrogant guy who wants to be the best. Do you know what I mean? Seth Rollins has already kind of been and done it all. So yeah. I think, like with someone like him, it's, it's touching on less is more, but from a... You know, get him out there every week on, on, on matches and stuff, but you don't need to give him promo on TV time. He's already invented like yeah. several manias, you know. And um, like one thing I, I always I always pinpoint, I don't know about you lads, but when I think about assessing a wrestler's kind of CV almost, I always pinpoint the the turning point at a peak or a trough. And for some weird reason, when we're talking about characters, specifically characters, not the like win losses or championships, but for me, Bray Wyatt and the Fiend. It's actually the match against Cena in the Firefly Funhouse. That was both peak in terms of that was my favorite, the most memorable at least um, from that year's worth. But then in saying that, 
I can't remember anything that he did after that until he lost to Randy Orton and now I'm not interested in Yeah, I nearly think if we had have gotten no more Fiend up until the Mania match with Orton and all we had got was Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt doing what Bray Wyatt does, getting burned even as Wyatt and all that other shit and then had Orton lose to the Fiend at Mania for continuity's sake, that would have added stupid amounts of intrigue. Now, every time you see the Fiend, he's either going to pull a character into his own world into his own cartoonish world, kick the shit out of him using their own history, which was excellent. Or he's just going to straight up win a wrestling match because Fiend's unstoppable. And I think with someone like Alistair Black returning, you have to be very fucking careful about how we're going to do this now. Mm. That's the thing. I, I feel like it's just it's ne- it's just down to booking, I suppose, uh, more so than the person, which is a shame because Alistair Black could have books upon books of, right, I could do this, 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 all these ideas. Like I'm sure yeah. Ray Wyatt had, I'm sure Undertaker and Mankind and all these boys had as well. Once they were given the gimmick, they're like, right, you know what I can do with this? I can pull out parts of me here. I can do this, like, shit like that. Um, I feel nowadays, obviously, it's very hands-on with uh, creative. They're very like, mm, do you know what? I think it's better if you do this. And then you could turn around and be like, ah, well, look, if I do it, and they're like, it would be better if you do this. It's almost like you're not given an option anymore do you know what I mean Um, it's yeah. like that CM Punk thing where he said uh, he was given a promo before going out before and he just went like that and just ripped it up and just put it in your man's hands to give it back to him he was like there you go and he's like don't tell me what to say and like it works for some people it won't work for another but I think when it comes to wrestlers especially if they're portraying a character put the foot down stick by it um, yeah. like uh, before we jump off then uh, I'll just throw one more question around. We have about eight minutes left in this, so I'll just bang this one around. In terms of, I'll just I'll send it to you, Daryl Forst. Um, in terms of, say, like a character like that we've seen in the past or what we might see in the future, if there's one thing, say, that you'd like to see, what would it be? Whether it's, say, oh, I want to see someone coming out in a mask, I want to see someone, say, be more calculated in the ring. Is there any kind of what would you say, like tree that you would like to see implemented in a character that's coming out? Um, somebody to do this thing character, but not necessarily to have the face paint. AJ Styles replicated it pretty well in TNA against Aces Nates. Um, just by saying nothing, just coming out. Uh, he just got pushed to the edge where he just didn't trust anybody. He was on his own. Just that kind of lone person that just doesn't say anything. He's always kind of in the shadows. And then strikes when he wants to do it. Um, I think if Bray or not Bray away, but if the fan could do that, always kind of sitting up in the rafters, he's just you'd always know he's up there. And yeah. then like have that Bray Wyatt uh, lantern with, him and just kind of sit that down and just observe everything that's going on. Something like that, like that. He doesn't need you know he's there. He's always on TV, sitting up in the rafters. You just don't know when he's going to what he's going to do. If you know that someone's there in an arena, you can see him nearly every match, but you just don't know what he's going to do. I think that would be constant people tuning in every week to what's he going to do this week? What's he going to do this week? Yeah. But, like you can throw that on anybody. Yeah. They true. don't need to have like say and or pull deadly from us. I think that's why Sting worked so well before AJ worked great doing it. You don't need to say it. Yeah. Just once you're a good wrestler, sit up, take a chilled kind of approach on it and sit in the darkness. I think that's what they need. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like, as you said, Sting did it for basically a year. Just observed the product, essentially. Observed what was happening. Like, good guys, bad guys, this, that, and the other. And say, you know what? These guys end up, they need to be put in their place. And that's when he, 
he did it, he struck kind of thing. Uh, what about you again, Glenn? Same kind of question, like any sort of trait or like idea that you think would be good to kind of get you watching yeah. the character? It's, Daryl hit the hit the nail on the head with that one. I was thinking of something along the lines, but I didn't know how to convey it. And this, the word sting, I was thinking the Punisher for some reason, but the word <laughs> sting just fucking resonated with me there. Um, just so that we're different on it though, like a, while a one-man shield would be absolutely excellent, that relies on on, on a specific set of, um, you know, uh, other characters kind of combining what they're doing at the minute, which I think we have a little bit of in some ways, like we lost our horror business, but we still have Roman Reigns as the top dog on, on SmackDown and that. Um, what I'd like to see is, 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 is something along the lines, like what I was saying, more of a, like a Punisher character, one-man shield thing, but basically for the heels, an unstoppable person who's not interested in championships, but who's there to, to you know, stay the course of justice, so to speak, but on behalf of all the, of the bad guys. So what I'd li- like to see happen, I think, would be someone like, say, um, Damien Priest, I think, because he's, he's fairly active. While you have someone like Roman Reigns who's not, and you're getting fucking shovel loads of Jey Uso every other week, you know, in in, in, in main event slot, which I'm not complaining about. It's just yeah. obviously when you're not getting a lot of Reigns and he's your top dog, you're getting a lot of Jey Uso by himself. And um, sometimes I think that can come off very kind of like, all right, you know, you, you see a lot of Jey Uso versus Daniel Bryan. You see a lot of Jey Uso versus Cesaro. You know, you you, you do get your healthy help and all that. So I'd love to see someone like Damian Priest come in there and like what the shield did where he's basically like an enforcer he's just kicking the shit out of everyone mm-hmm. now i don't it doesn't even necessarily need to be amazing promos or you know fucking um like i said going after championships and all that other stuff but i would just love to see someone like him go out like a punisher and just decimate people just fucking you know 12 moves of doom wreck house and when you do stick them on the mic, you have them calling out people. You have them calling out who's going to be the next number one contender, who's the next big baby face. And, you know, rinse and repeat. Um, kind of like, you know, when we got the Nation of Domination years ago, yeah. you had The Rock getting fire on the mic type of thing. Something along these lines, I think he would be an excellent contributor to that faction on SmackDown with Reigns and Uso and, and Heyman and that. Yeah. And it makes way for when you eventually have Lesnar return and then you want to to be able to move the rub down the, the ladder, so to speak. I think that's when you can get your, your face to one of them and someone like him, you know, who's currently, you know, well, well appreciated by the fans, but can then move into that arse kicker, fucking just laying waste to people type of role while also then eventually transitioning into a good guy, I think it'd make money. Yeah, I think it's more of a like, yeah, as you were saying, it, it almost tells a story without having to jump on the mic every every night. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's yeah, I think I think they're they're both good ideas. Like the the silent kind of enforcer or then the the big bastard heel who's out to serve himself number one kind of thing. It makes perfect sense. And I think they're kind of characters that would actually get over nowadays because they've been missing for quite some time to be honest. But um, yeah, this this time is up on this anyway. So about two minutes. So I'll just I'll cut this off here. So, uh, yeah. So once again, cheers for the chat, boys. Uh, good kind of chatting about stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, mm. but, uh, yeah. So I'll wrap it up then. Um, yeah. If you enjoyed the video or wherever you're watching it anyway, drop a like on the YouTube video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. It really helps us out. Wherever you get your podcast, give us a like there or a follow. And then you can catch us on social media, the Discus Lariat on Twitter, Discus Lariat Collective on Instagram. All the links will be in the description, stuff like that. And then, yeah, until next time, we'll see you soon.